Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, May the 8th, as we head into the weekend with some optimism it seems about baseball as we talked about yesterday the uh owners and uh, ownership group is going to present a uh, major league baseball is going to present a proposal to the players association and uh for a return to play with the original trevor ploof rumor of potentially a uh, spring training two as he called it uh, in June, mid-June, and then uh, July 1st, potential target date to return. And obviously a lot of caveats there with, you know, the ability to test and where we are as a country at that time. And, you know, there, there's a lot of hurdles still to clear in what is obviously a very fluid situation. But for the first time, um, it starts to really feel real that, that there's the potential we could be watching baseball this season. And we've talked about it in a... Uh, in a um, kind of, you know, general sense. And, um, you know, we've hoped, we believed, you know, just uh, deep down, you know, there, there'll be baseball, right? I mean, there's got to be baseball. and uh, But at times you have moments of doubt and you, and you wonder if, if it'll be able to happen. And, and right now it seems like certainly for the first time um, there's there's real true optimism and there's there's dates and there's target times and there's movement with with you know owners telling players to to be ready potentially and leaks like this coming out to Trevor Plouffe and then the Jeff Pass and follow up and all that stuff so um there's real optimism there and i figure a good way to go into the weekend we've talked about uh some of the Phillies um question marks the the Romuto extension and how that could play out the will Reese Hoskins be Reese Hoskins again and some of the concerns we're going to talk some more about concerns yesterday but then the pass report came out and dove into that so I figure you know what let's ride the optimism wave and talk about some things to be excited about with the Phillies and things that you know we talked about heading into spring training and then at the beginning of the season but haven't really gotten back to in a while because it hasn't been Philly centric but now with the optimism the hope and again we're still a ways away obviously uh, a month plus until spring training would even start but there's real optimism I figure five things to be excited about with the Phillies and uh, I'll start where you know if you've heard certainly early in the season or, or prior to the season prior to you know this this the world changing uh, a lot of what I talked about was optimism surrounding Joe Girardi and I can't do any start any list of my top five reasons to be excited right now about the Phillies. Um, I can't start that with, without, uh, and it's not my top five reasons. It's just five reasons. Uh, first, you know, look, there, there. You could say the top five are the top five best players on the team. 
obviously some some thematic things here and whatnot too. But in terms of of Girardi, um, I am just incredibly excited about what he's going to bring, especially going from Gabe Kapler. And, and you know, we've talked about it a lot, but I just I really feel like Girardi is going to make a massive difference for this team, especially particularly I think in a season like this where um, it's going to be a really funky season. You know, it's going to be a, a shortened season over a short stretch of time that is going to be compact and also under really strange circumstances without fans in the stands and all that type of stuff. So I think having a manager who is as even-keeled and as experienced and as savvy as Joe Girardi is going to make a difference a real difference. And I think I've talked a lot about how I think just from a a culture clubhouse perspective, he's going to make such a massive difference. I mean, going from Kapler, who was a lot more like a friend than a manager to someone who, who has the authority and the cachet of Joe Girardi world series title on his resume, you know, years, a decade in New York for the New York freaking Yankees on his resume that's someone who, who commands a different level of respect. And I think that's going to permeate through the locker room, especially with a lot of guys who on this team, I think, respond to that. I mean, Bryce Harper, Romuto, I mean, those are baseball guys. They're guys who want to go to war for someone like Joe Girardi. And obviously, Didi comes in, and, and he's a not only has been with Girardi for a long time, but someone who's a, a you know, classic culture guy, all that type of stuff. I, I just... I think that's going to be a big difference, especially in a shortened season, especially in a, a season with, with strange circumstance and a lot of uncertainty and fear and, and all that type of stuff, especially with how the world and America progresses as the season progresses. You know, there, there's a lot of, of question marks. And I think having a an adult in the room like Joe Girardi, you know, so to speak, um, is going to be a, a massive, massive thing for this team. I, I think it could be the single biggest difference from last year. I think it will be the single biggest difference from last year that is going to make this team better. It just, it will. And, and obviously the staff he's brought with him, Brian Price, Joe Dillon. I mean, I think this is a, a talented, smart staff that is light years better. I mean, the stuff we've heard about Chris Young, you know, this off season and spring training prior to everything changing, you know, uh, was, was, damning. I mean, what Aaron Nola had to say about him, what some of these guys had to say, Pavetta, I mean, they just clearly Chris Young was not able to communicate with these pitchers and was not able to um, impart wisdom upon them because they just couldn't communicate and he couldn't have effectively um, convey what he was trying to convey to them. And it was a, a clear disaster. So I think having Brian Price who has such a long track record of success as a pitching coach in Major League Baseball and someone who, you know, has shown that he can work with a lot of different type of pitchers and get a lot out of them. I think that's going to be massive too. I just, number one reason to be excited about the Phillies, and again, I said it's not necessarily a top five, but this is number one for me is Joe Girardi because I just think, especially going from Kapler, I think it's such a massive upgrade that we're going to see it bear a lot of fruit. All right, let's go to number two. And it's uh, I'm cheating a little bit on a few of these, but it's the Nola Wheeler top of the rotation. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time this offseason and obviously prior to the season and prior to the 
delay of the season, maligning the pitching staff, and with good reason in the sense that the decision to count on Jake Arrieta, Nick Pavetta, Velasquez, and even Zach Eflin to the degrees they're counting on those guys, or you know at least a, a portion of those guys, was negligent. I mean, it's not, it's not a good enough pitching staff to really contend for a World Series, at least you would think. I mean, look, things happen. You never know. Teams get hot and whatever, but um, it, it's not a, a not a good enough staff. But I think in the in the process of maligning the rest of the staff, we, we haven't given enough credit to how good the Nola Wheeler combo is going to be and how much fun that's going to be, especially coming off a couple years where we just had Aaron Nola, you know, if nothing else, while the staff is not good enough top to bottom, they got another guy, you know, and Zach Wheeler's really good. And um, he's someone who, if he can put it all together and, and is entering that type of time in his career where maybe he can, assuming he could stay healthy, that's really the biggest worry. And he's, he's done a much better job of that the last few years. Um, you know, Zach Wheeler is someone who, who could take a step forward. He's someone who could really kind of leap into that top-tier pitcher conversation. Maybe not best of the best, the Garrett Cole-type guys, but certainly the Aaron Nola level that, you know, can be an ace-of-a-team-type level. He, he has that in him. I mean, he's got the stuff. There's no question. And if he can put it all together for a full season, I mean, he's had stretches where he's been one of the better pitchers in baseball for, for stretches. So... I think that, again, in the, in the process of fairly critiquing the staff as a whole, and, and we'll talk more about you know the question mark guys. The And I do like Zach Eflin. I feel solid with Eflin. I wish he were the four and not the three. But Eflin, I, I feel some confidence in. But, I mean, the Arietta Pavetta, Velasquez crew is rough. And I think it's fair to, to critique that. But... I think Wheeler and Nola are going to be really fun. And, we, you know, look, Nola had a rough start to the year last year, but then got back to almost where he was the year before. The year before, I mean, he was a Cy Young candidate. Aaron Nola was, was devastating the year before. He was awesome. Um, and he stayed healthy uh, a couple years in a row. You know, uh, really, his whole career, Aaron Nola, has been, been pretty much a rock. And, um, you know, but has, has innings increased the last few years and has, has been able to, to – get through it and, and stay fresh almost long enough, you know, kind of finishing a little rough at times. But I think Aaron Nola, someone especially, and with this shortened season, you know, the, the lack of innings on these arms is going to be a, an advantage. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a disadvantage of the, the funky spring training and late start and not getting enough reps. I'm sure we'll see injuries, don't get me wrong. But I think Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler are going to come into the season and give the Phillies a fighting chance two out of every five games. And I was going to say two out of every five nights, but there's probably be doubleheaders. There's going to be different things going on that. But, you know, two out of every five turns of the rotation, the Phillies have a really good chance to get a nice outing. And that's not something we've been able to say the last few years. So um, I think we should be a little more excited about the Nola-Wheeler con, uh, you know, top of the rotation thing than, than we've been. Just because fairly, you know, the rest of the rotation is such a worry. But I do think, again, that 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 is something to be excited about and maybe something that we've, you know, neglected a little bit in that sense. All right, moving on to number three is uh, Andrew McCutcheon. And 
obviously we've talked about, uh, look, if there's any player who's benefited from this, and lo- no one benefits, we know, you know, losing that term lo- loosely, so to speak, but anyone who benefits from the, the extra time, it's someone who's hurt, and that's Andrew McCutcheon. And it looks like McCutcheon will be ready to start playing baseball when the season starts, whenever that is, assuming it's July 1st or whatever. And and that's huge. And at least I, when I think back on it, you almost forget how much fun it was to have Andrew McCutcheon on our baseball team, you know? And, and I think it's because it was so short. And then he got hurt, and it was such a devastating injury. And the way it happened was so upsetting, but... I, I said like a week before, I'm like, Andrew McCutcher is my favorite player on the Phillies. I, I love this guy. And, you know, if you follow him on social media or if you pay attention to him, I mean, it, it's because he's just an awesome dude. You know, he is. He seems like he has a really great outlook on the world. The the whole Howard Askin tweet and the Lawrence McCutcheon thing, and, and he's run with it. He calls himself Larry all the time. and all. I mean, it's like he seems like a, a good-hearted, funny guy. And, and obviously he's – kind of made a career uh, he's got a great respectable type of um image in baseball and has for a long time but but seeing it up close and on an every night basis um just an awesome dude and and an awesome player you know someone who was playing really well for the phillies last year before getting hurt you saw what an awesome perfect leadoff hitter he is the ability to get on base he hits the ball hard and squarely you know he's he's got some pop left um, and he's kind of an infectious guy at the top of the lineup to have, um, you know, kind of breeds success behind him. Um, it was a real shame when they lost him. I said at the time that I didn't think they could recover from it, and it turned out that they couldn't, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it really did feel that way in the moment, um, that he was such an important part of the team. He was such an important um both as a leader and as a player, what he was giving them was just so important to the team's success that I didn't think they could recover from it. And, and it felt like they didn't, you know, it was a, it was a big loss and to get him back on both of those fronts, the leadership part. I mean, we were talking before about what kind of amazing clubhouse culture it could be with guys like Harper and Muto and Didi. And, and I mean, McCutcheon falls right in there too. I mean, it, it's a locker room of, of good, hardworking guys is, is the feel. And I think that um, McCutcheon's a big part of that. And I think he's you know also someone who, who also carries his own kind of cachet around the locker room. He's won an MVP. He's an elder statesman as far as it goes in this locker room in particular. Um, he knows Joe Girardi from when they were, you know, he was in New York for a little bit with him and the Yankees. I mean, it's just um, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think Andrew McCutcheon is a, uh, uh, you know, he might have been in New York uh, the year after Girardi, but regardless, I think he might have been with uh, Girardi there. If not, regardless, uh, McCutcheon does make a, a massive, massive difference in that locker room, both as a leader and and on the field. He's uh, by far the best person on the in in the on the roster to lead off. I mean, it's just what it is. So. Really, really, really excited to see Andrew McCutcheon play baseball again. I'm, I'm, that's something I'm really looking forward to. All right. Uh, fourth reason to be excited about the Phillies' optimism. Uh, and, again, I'm cheating with this one because it's a two-for-one, but it's Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard. It's the fact that for the first time in what feels like a few years, it feels like the Phillies actually have 
real guys they can bring up from the minor leagues who are going to make a big, big difference. Obviously, Kingery came up, Hoskins came up a few years ago, but more really this, you know, last year particularly, like, the Phillies didn't have top 20, top 30 prospect type players that they could just bring up to help, and that's what those guys are. I mean, they're both top 30 type prospects in Major League Baseball, and Spencer Howard particularly, as we're talking before about the dearth of quality starting pitching that the Phillies have, I got like Spencer Howard, especially in a shortened season, a season where he can be eased in with some doubleheader starts, stuff like that, and then be fresh for the stretch run, whatever that ends up being, especially you know with, with an innings limit to begin with. Um, it's a perfect scenario for the Phillies to be able to utilize Spencer Howard this way this season is breaking down um, to maximize Spencer Howard, to have him have the the largest effect on the highest percentage of games that he theoretically would have. So, and he's a difference maker. I mean, Spencer Howard is legit. He is a legit frontline potential starter, a two or a one best case, but more likely he's like a, Profiles as a classic like two starter, someone who's a real weapon on a team. And man, do the Phillies need that? I mean, if if the Nola Wheeler thing can can pan out like we expect and hope it to, um, and they can add Spencer Howard to that, and he's what we hope and think he can be. I mean, that's it's huge. It's huge for this team. And I think Howard's stuff's going to play right away. I mean, it's nasty. You see him pitch, you can see it. It's an eye test type guy. And obviously the numbers back it up. Um, he's just really talented and um, someone who, who really is kind of a, a secret weapon potentially for the Phillies in the terms of what you're looking at from this roster and what the projection system saying, all that. Someone who can come up and maybe, you know, depending on how, how risky they want to be with it or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, or, you know, did he could be a big part of the season. I mean, he, especially if it's an 80, 90 game season, a hundred game season. I mean, you know, obviously they're going to ease him in. He's never pitched a major league game before and all that. I mean, that stuff matters, but, um, I think Spencer Howard has a chance to make a, a real difference. And, and Alec Bohm too, look, just as a, again, Alec Bohm can hit right now in the major leagues. If they brought him up to start the season, he would hit. He's just obviously not ready there from a, from a defensive perspective, and, and right now at least they don't have a spot for him. But there are ways to open up a spot, and especially with injuries that will probably happen. Alec Bohm's going to get an opportunity, and he's going to hit right away, and it's going to make it impossible for them not to keep him in the lineup because he's going to hit in the major leagues. He is a really polished hitting prospect. Again, defensively, it's going to be an issue. Hopefully, maybe the way the uh, alignment of the division plays out, the Phillies can get a DH somehow this year because um, they're going to need one. If they can, and they can, Alec Bohm could make a, an even bigger difference than we're talking about. I mean, then you could bring him up quicker and let him DH, and he could be a beast for this team. So I think Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard are two reasons to legitimately, legitimately be excited about the Phillies this season. And the fifth and final reason, and certainly not the last reason, because this is right there with Joe Girardi for me in terms of, of top reasons to be excited, is the Bryce Harper MVP season. And uh, look, I know, who knows, uh, you know, he might not actually end up winning the MVP, but I think Bryce Harper is going to have an MVP season. I thought it um, MVP type season. I thought it prior to 
you know, spring training. I thought it prior to this whole thing happening, and I still think it because um, first and foremost, now with this situation, if you just want to look at that, I do think Bryce Harper is the kind of player who will stay in shape, who will stay locked in, who will um, not take this time off. And, I, you know, from what we've seen, that's definitely the case. But Harper entering his age 27 season, which is classically when guys have their breakout, breakout season. He's already had breakout type seasons. Um, and coming off last year where he was just so good in the second half once he finally got settled, once he finally got comfortable in Philadelphia. Um, I just think Bryce is going to bust out in a big way this year. I think what we saw over the second half is what we're going to see over the whole season. Um, and obviously we know the defense and the base running and the effort. I mean, that was all awesome and it's all there. But I think this year we see the locked-in Bryce Harper. And um, I feel really confident about it. And again, you never know who's going to win the MVP. If Mookie Betts or Bellinger or whoever, Yelich has some monster, absurd season. And and the Brewers, let's say, you know, get off to a hot start and end up just kind of riding that momentum and, you know, having one of the best records in the league because of this weird shortened season, which is totally possible. That's the thing. I mean, how many often do we see teams that are on fire through the all-star break and then don't even make the playoffs? It happens all the time, you know, or at least it definitely happens. I mean, not all the time, but a fair amount, you know, you definitely can remember those types of teams um, that are, you know, in first place at the all-star break, uh, like the Phillies a few years ago and fade away into oblivion. The Phillies weren't far out in front, but they were in front. Um, you see that all the time. So maybe the Brewers get hot and, and are, are great, and Yelich has a monster season, and he gets the MVP. But I think I think Harper's going to be in that discussion. I think he's going to be one of the three, four names that at the end of the season people are saying, all right, who's the National League MVP? Oh, I'm going to make the case for Bryce Harper. Like, I think that's going to happen. Um, I, I just I feel so confident in him as a, as a baseball player, and I, I really believe, and he's talked about it, how – you know, last year, all the the uncertainty, the signing late, the trying to move to Philadelphia, his wife getting pregnant, like all these things, leaving the Nationals for the first time in his career, going to a brand new team, a brand new city, um, how that affected him. And of course it did. He's a human being. Like, how could it not affect him? I said it at the time, and I, I still believed it, even without hearing him say it, that that was going to affect him as it would anybody. And once he got settled in, he was awesome. He was the Bryce Harper we expected. And the whole time he played with super effort and was a great defender and did everything else. And and that's why he was easy to endear himself to Philadelphia. But I think this year we get the the Bryce Harper that you know signed that contract, the the face of baseball Bryce Harper. I think he's gonna be awesome. I think a, a Bryce Harper breakout monster season is coming. And I think it's the that and Girardi, the combination of that are, are two things to get really excited about things we haven't seen in Philadelphia in a long time. Certainly the Harper breakout season could be that. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, again, while, while there's been a lot of pessimism about the Phillies at times and, you know, I, I'm not, I still have to see how the divisions break out and all that. I'm not sure they're not sure they're a playoff team, but I felt confident they have a real chance to be a playoff team and, and be on that, you know, second wild card, whatever, heading into what we thought was going to be the season. So, um, and I still feel that way. And I do think that, like I said, I think Girardi is the right type of manager and type of staff to handle this type of situation. And I think we're going to see a monster Harper year. I think that assuming some 
luck and health is on their side, I think they got a real chance to make the playoffs. And obviously we'll see how this all shakes out, hopefully soon with divisions and you know what teams are where and what's going to happen with all that. But um, I feel pretty stoked. I'm excited about the Phillies, and, and I just want baseball back. I think we all do, and that's why the optimism is exciting. But uh, there are reasons to be excited about the Phillies. It's not just all the – the negative stuff we talk about a lot. I think there are real positives and real reasons to be excited. I think the Phillies are going to contend. So um, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Obviously, we'll continue to talk about all the developments and, and hopefully official announcements someday. That would be pretty cool uh, in the not-too-distant future. But um, hopefully they progress and the hopefulness can, um, can bear some fruit and uh, we can get back to having baseball, among other things, obviously. Um, and... Uh, and uh, it would just mean a lot. I think it would mean a lot to a lot of people and, and to the country. So um, fingers crossed, obviously, we will continue to monitor everything and, and continue to talk about baseball because that's what we love. And uh, until then, everyone stay healthy, stay safe out there. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.